What's up, champs? Welcome back to another episode of the Short Shifts Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Burnett, and joining me, my pal and yours, Lewis Ezekiel. Lewis, my friend, how are you doing? I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to call it a fine Tuesday evening because Lewis as you know I'm not feeling fine. Yeah, I feel like uh Aaron Dell like came and threw an elbow right at you, bud. <laughs> yeah, of course referring to the Drake Batherson uh the dirty the dirty cowardly play by Aaron Dell to destroy Drake Batherson and my dreams. Uh yeah, it's not a fine Tuesday, but how are you doing regardless? Uh, you know, hanging in there as best I can. It's been a, a a rough fantasy week or so, but you know, there's always the hope that it will get better down the line here, and I know that you share that hope as well. So, uh, let's let's help our listeners have a great fantasy week, and maybe we will uh, get some karmic benefit from it. Eh? Sounds good to me. I could do with a, a good deed, maybe, and uh, yeah, let's let's try and help. All right. Well, uh, we got to start uh, with something kind of not hockey related. I know Brian said something similar on the Big Sunday show, but uh, I wanted to, to weigh in as well. One of the reasons that we talk about um, a movement to make hockey and fantasy hockey a sport for everyone is that when we isolate ourselves in enclaves with only people who are like us, uh, it really allows distortions, misinformation, and stereotypes to go unchallenged. Um, you know, when we interact with people who are different from us, it's a humanizing experience, and it's really a lot harder for those stereotypes to stand up in the face of real life examples that take another person from an abstract idea to a reality. Um, so when we're talking about making hockey for everyone, you know, that's kind of what we mean is we want to put ourselves in a position where we are not kind of isolating ourselves and allowing our biases and our stereotypes to sort of become reality. Uh, so that's that's sort of what I want to think about as we talk about addressing this incident and, and hopefully moving on from seeing these types of incidents and moving towards a more inclusive and more um, welcoming culture in hockey. Thanks for sharing that, Lewis. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. I definitely, for my part, uh, in the, I guess, the the conversation after the the Jacob Panetta incident, have to just like, I feel like it needs to be said that intent is not irrelevant, but it's not the main thing when dealing with something like racism, when folks have been uh, historically mistreated globally for so long. I don't like the way that the media is portraying it as, well, he actually meant it just in a tough guy way. So so therefore, everybody should let it be. It's like, well, if that's the case, then learn from it. Show that you've learned from it. Show what you're doing to improve the situation for the folks that you've hurt. Actually apologize to the folks for the reason that you hurt them rather than just continuing to scream, I didn't mean it that way. Yeah, it's kind of the, I'm sorry if you took offense to what I said or did, apology, non-apology. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that doesn't really get us anywhere. Nobody really learns from that experience. I think you're absolutely right. All right, Lewis, let's get into fantasy hockey analysis. And uh, I'm going to let you start off in uh, because, you know, you the city's so nice. They named it after you. That's right. My, uh, my sainthood city. Um, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about St. Louis. I know that we, you know, everybody who has a microphone has been talking about, uh, the St. Louis Blues net controversy and obviously, uh, just a real stinker from, uh, Jordan Bennington allowing seven goals over two, uh, a little over two periods, I think, to the Flames. And, you know, uh, what, where does that leave us? Who should we be grabbing that sort of thing? And so to start, I do want to say, I think Huso is about the best backup goalie you can have in fantasy right now. 
Um, the only thing that I kind of want to caution is because I feel like everybody is sort of rushing to the wire to snap him up. And I, I just think that we're not going to see 1A or starter level game started for Huso quite yet. You know, the Blues have a lot invested in Biddington. He's early in a six by six contract. Uh, I think that Huso will obviously, you know, probably start one of the remaining games. He's been playing great, but I think they're also going to try to give Bennington a start to try to get him back on track and feeling a little more confident before heading into the all-star break. And I imagine they'll try to, you know, reset him, so to speak. Um, I think there's an awful lot being made of this one game. It was the third game in four nights and it was game two of a road back to back versus a good team. And, you know, the Blues didn't really do a whole lot in terms of really threatening uh, much of anything offensively, you know. Um, and, you know, honestly, like looking at the Kukupful score, if you were in a league that isn't counting rates, but is just counting, you know, saves and, and uh, goals against, he actually did okay considering how many he gave up. Um, and one other thing that I'll add is that uh, Barubi seems to support Bennington. He uh, was quoted by uh, beat writer Lou Korak, uh, he said he'll fight through it. Binner's got a lot of confidence. He's a winner, and I'm not too worried about that. He'll bounce back and fight his way back like he always does. That, uh, to me, does not sound like someone who is, you know, soon to be demoted uh, below Huso. It seems like they are going to continue to give him a shot. So I think it's great. I think Huso is great when he starts. Obviously, he's been playing outstanding. Uh, I just think that the people who believe that he's going to move into a 1A or a starter role, you know, beginning next game or, you know, in the very near future, I think they're going to still try to give Bennington some chances. I think he's got a pretty long leash, uh, at least up until the point where it starts to really threaten uh, the Blues playoff chances. I mean, I'm surprised to see Lewis that I disagree with you um, because when you started, I I definitely felt like I'm, you know, I'm on your side in general in the sense that people tend to hop on the bandwagon and assume that, you know, whatever is most recent is most true. And therefore, you know, in this case, it would be Ville Husso, uh workhorse goaltender, I guess, in this example. I don't actually maybe and maybe I'm just, you know, more level headed about it than than folks are are being. But I don't get a sense that people think that like all of a sudden it's like uh, a cemented one for starter and backup role but like you know if you're looking short to medium term you're telling me that you don't think there's a chance that um that Ville Husso starts six of the next 10 as an example like you said that you don't even see him in a 1A role like I agree with you rest of season of course Jordan Biddington will get other starts but Ville Husso has been incredible uh, over his last five starts, I think a, a sub like around a one goal against over five games, um, a couple shutouts in there. Jordan Bennington, meanwhile, you say just one game, but it's been 11 games now where he has three quality starts since the end of November. So it's been a long skid for Jordan Bennington at this point. I see where you're coming from, and I want to make sure I'm explaining myself clearly. And I do believe that Huso is playing better, and I think that he certainly has the potential to to take on a majority of starts down the road. I just I think that there, at least the sense that I seem to get from the level of excitement, from the tweeting, from you know fantasy people, run to the wire, grab Huso as quick as you can, that kind of stuff. I get it. He's playing outstanding, and I would love to have him start when it's convenient. He's got a pretty slow-moving schedule coming forward uh, in terms of number of games that we're going to see from the Blues overall. And I just feel like 
in the near term, they're still going to be trying to get Bennington going. So I see it at, you know, 50-50 probably, whereas it seems like people think, okay, this is the nail in the coffin. Bennington is, is washed, right? And, and so I just want to, uh, I want to caution people away from, from taking that approach. Okay. But Ville Husso started three games in a row before this one and then Bennington got blown up. So like, I, I don't know. I just don't see, like, I, again, I, I can see your argument from a season long perspective. Like it's not, I, I'm not burying Jordan Bennington's fantasy value on the season, but at least in the right now, Ville Husso definitely should be rostered in all leagues i think because he's the clear current starter for a playoff level team sure um and and maybe i can maybe i can make this more clear because i want to compare him to another goalie who looks like they are in for a good opportunity um so can we transition uh over to the wild and then kind of talk about kakinen versus huso so um we heard that uh talbot tweaked something on monday night uh, during their uh the wilds big romping victory eight to two over montreal uh everson said that it was related uh i'm sorry not related to the recent injury um but also said that it wasn't especially serious they could have finished but um didn't want to sort of risk at all uh putting him back in the game seeing as how you know they were they were leading by a lot there so thinking short term over there, over weeks 15 and 16, we have uh, three games for the Wild, two games for the Blues. Would you rather have Kakinen, who is, you know, the the backup to a now tweaked Cam Talbot? Or, or do you want Huso, who is, you know, ostensibly the backup, but obviously far outplaying a uh, really struggling uh, Jordan Bennington? I mean, I don't think it's close, bro. Like, I want, I want Ville Husso. He's been incredibly good. He's, he's currently getting the majority starts in St. Louis. I don't think it's particularly close. I, I don't, I could see Kakanen not getting any of those starts. I think at, at worst, Husso plays half. Yeah. So I do think that, you know, uh, the, the uncertainty around the Talbot injury, uh, certainly is a, um, you know, it makes it less, less of, I think if he was injured and it seemed like Kakanen was going to get three to, to maybe one for Huso, I think that's a no brainer, uh, in Kakanen's sure. favor, yeah. actually. But yeah, I see what you're saying. And obviously, uh, Huso's been playing great. I think it's worth pointing out too, you know, he'd made 13 saves after he came into that game, uh, that Bennington was pulled from. And that's not nothing, you know, I don't know if that's, you know, uh, your way ahead. You can probably call it off a little bit, but 13 shots is 13 shots. That's still a fair amount of pressure. So yeah, I think I like Huso. Uh, if, you know, in, in any, you know, game for game, pound for pound, give me Huso. I agree with you. Yeah. And give me the blues are also taking Huso over, over Bennington. It's, I I think it's got five quality starts, seven quality starts in a row for Huso. The guy is dialed in. I, uh, I really like Huso and I'm hanging on to him in a couple of leagues right now. Um, Lewis, we should move on though. And, uh, this is actually a mea culpa that, that Elon asked us to make. Uh, Elon on the most recent keeping Carlson mentioned how he couldn't imagine how the Capitals would ever swap Kuznetsov and, or split Kuznetsov and Ovechkin because of Ovechkin's incredible season. Uh, Brian, my, my good, good boy, Brian and I had both agreed on recent episodes of keeping Carlson and short shifts that, the Capitals are always changing their lines. They've never really not been a team that that goes into the line blender. So 
I'm not surprised to see it. I'm hoping that Nick Backstrom can be productive. And I honestly, I think that Kuznetsov will be just fine uh, on line two as well. They're all still playing together on power play one in Washington. And and I think that, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Kuznetsov and Ovechkin back together soon. But that's not because I, I think that it, the coach sees some sort of special connection there. I mean, Backstrom and Ovechkin are famously uh, an incredible duo. So it's I just I see this going back and forth just the way it always has. I think you're right to to caution against panic uh that that Kuznetsov can certainly be productive from where he is and he's still getting that, you know, enviable top uh power play deployment. And yeah, I think if you hang in there, uh you'll see things continue to kind of move around and he'll he'll get more shots. So, yeah, I'm with you 100%. Lewis, we have a couple of injuries that we need to talk about, but first we're going to take a quick commercial break. You're listening to Short Shifts. All right. Hey, Ben. Uh, I want to spend a minute here talking about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store. Count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Uh, HelloFresh orders pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm fresh produce that arrives within a week so you get convenience without skimping on quality or freshness. You skip that trip to the grocery store. You don't have to wait in those long holiday lines. And you don't waste money on excess food. It comes pre-portioned. You get exactly the right amount uh, for the dinner that you need. They offer 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, including veggie, calorie smart, family friendly, and gourmet options, providing plenty of variety. Recipes like hibachi sweet soy bavette steak and shrimp bring restaurant quality meals right to your kitchen, while their white cheddar Wonder Burgers make it easier than ever to skip the takeout. Our family has used HelloFresh for years now. Uh, we really enjoy it. We've got a whole big cookbook full of great HelloFresh recipes. Just this weekend, we had duck a l'orange, so we got to feel a little bit fancy. Just absolutely delicious. Uh, what I really love about it is that you never get bored. You know, you've got new interesting things. You don't get into a cooking rut the way that you get sometimes. Uh, and it's been, you know, just really fun to try out a whole new bunch of recipes. I've really expanded my horizons as a cook uh, using them as well. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Carlson16, that's Carlson, like Eric Carlson with a K and two S's, and use code Carlson16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash Carlson16, and use code Carlson16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Again, this is HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Welcome back to Short Shifts. Lewis, I'm going to send it back on over to you to talk about a uh, a defender who might be well-known among uh, podcast faithful. Yes, unfortunately, Carlson16 is Carlson IR, uh, if you listen to our commercial. So uh, Carlson had forearm surgery on Monday, uh, and they said they will be looking to reevaluate him in mid-March. That's a little bit concerning for fantasy owners because uh, looking to be reevaluated does not mean expected to return. That basically means the minimum is out till mid-March with the potential for longer. Now, we can hope, certainly, uh, that he can make that fast recovery a la Toffoli or Pacioretty when uh, Elon called them Wolverines over the weekend. Uh, for how quickly they were able to get back. Um, but yeah, I, I imagine those are outliers. Uh, and 
unfortunately, you know, EK's absence doesn't really open things up for another power play QB on defense. It basically is going to give an uptick to Burns, who should be pretty widely owned, although I know there are some people who are feeling a little gun-shy with him recently. Uh, but he took on the vast majority of the power play in the most recent game, while uh, Ferraro and Merkley each got 30 seconds or less of power play time. So not really opening a door for somebody else there, um, but could be a potential uptick for Burns, uh, and Burns' owner certainly will be appreciative of uh, a little more power play exposure. I'll point out that uh, Mario Ferraro has played a ton of minutes uh, this season when there have been other injuries on the blue line in San Jose. So might be somebody in bangers leagues who who's worth grabbing uh currently or or recently didn't really see much of an uptick in the the most recent tampa game or the most recent game against tampa but uh, somebody to keep your eye on if he's available in a bangers league uh lewis speaking of tampa bay nikita kucherov hits the covid list today uh looks like andre palat will be back thursday wound up sitting in Kucherov's spot on the top power play while Kucherov is out. Uh, Tampa Bay does not have a great schedule in the next couple weeks. Uh, just two games left this week and only three games over the All-Star game uh, double week on Yahoo. So week 16 is is the two weeks following this one. Uh, so just four or five games rather over the next three weeks of action. A bit of a bummer for Kucherov uh, managers but I guess the good news being that he should be back sooner uh, in terms of total games played because it's a very light schedule for Tampa. Yeah, you know, certainly take that silver lining approach there. Um, and I'm going to let you talk about this next one too because I feel like you got to let this off your chest. <laughs> oh, Lewis, I, I'm trying so hard on this record to not uh, to not let my my tilt level 1,000 show, but I am I am on the moon tilting about. The uh, the Arendell interference on Drake Batherson we saw earlier tonight. Super dangerous play. Batherson slides into the boards. Looks like his knee got all janked up. He's going to miss the rest of tonight's game. Uh, Batherson had been playing on line two, actually, really recently with Jimmy Stutzel and Alex Formanton. Um, and the Sens had decided to shake things up, I guess, as recently as Sunday. They put Zach Sanford up to the top line to play with Brady Kachuk and Josh Norris, which my first thought when Batherson went down was, oh, maybe this will stick for a bit. Instead, what we've seen is Brady Kachuk going and joining the Formanton-Stutzel line. Uh, really interesting opportunity for both Stutzel and Formanton, players who we were already planning to mention because they are on hot streaks, and now they're also getting top-line deployment in Ottawa. Uh, Stutzel got an assist tonight, now up to 12 points in his last 13. Fantastic after a really slow start with just eight points in his first 21 games. Now he's producing. He's on power play one. He's hitting quite a bit. Eight hits the other night. Formanton, for his part, has been shooting a bit less. He's been hitting a bit less, but not a remarkable amount. They're they're both, you know, putting up just over two shots per game, and and I'd say Batherson has a, a hit or hit or so more per game. Formanton, though, now up to nine points in his last eight with a goal tonight. And now he even has a chance of getting up on that top power play if Batherson misses extended time. Uh, the interesting thing, you know, Stutzel has been has been great, and I think he should be rostered probably in more leagues than Formanton, and he is. You know, th when you're getting top power play, that obviously affords you a bit more, um, a bit more. You're a bit more of exciting of an option in fantasy. 
But Formanton is just 3% rostered. So there's a lot of opportunities to pick up Alex Formanton. And uh, this might be the perfect time to do so before folks realize just how hot he's been. Yeah, that's a guy who I've been excited about. And I was tweeting about him last week. Uh, and he was someone that I picked up in Kakopful, um for a game against, uh, I think, Buffalo that I thought he had a decent chance at scoring on. And then a series of injuries has kept him in my lineup. And what's nice about owning... Uh, Ottawa Senators, of course, is that, you know, for the next little while, they're basically playing a game every other night. Uh, so while there are going to be a lot of teams that are seeing long stretches without getting a start, uh, having access to some of these, uh, to some of these Ottawa players, uh, really could be a good opportunity. So watch those lines, watch that deployment, because if there are some low, uh, rostered players who are getting opportunities in the top six in Ottawa, uh, just in terms of sheer volume, I think they should present some really good opportunities uh, for you to be able to deploy them effectively, especially during the the long, weird week coming up for week 16. That's a great point, Lewis. I, I, I think you're right that uh, you want to grab these sends. And if if either Stutzel or Formanton are available to you, you should probably be looking at them. Uh, we're going to head over to Calgary next. Calgary also with an excellent schedule to finish off the season. But you're going to tell us about a player who's on a bit of a cold streak. So, yeah, this is a cold streak section because uh, Andrew Mangiapane uh, has only managed to put up one assist in the last eight games. He obviously was a fantasy darling as he rushed out to 17 goals in very short order. Um, but, yeah, obviously the shooting has gone cold and he's regressing to the mean on his shooting percentage in a big way. He has put up 19 shots over those eight games that I mentioned where he's only got the one assist. Um, but just something to consider. The Flames, uh, I believe, are tied for third among teams with um, for games in that long week 16. They've got five, uh, and they've got three more games still left to go here in week 15. Um, so, yes, he's been cold, but he's still shooting. Is this a guy that you think is worth taking a chance on and just hoping that he starts to break through on a few of these shots? Well, I, but you know what, Lewis, I have taken a shot on Andrew Mangiapane. He is on my roster uh, because of the Monday-Wednesday schedule this week. I liked getting those two off-night games from a streamer. And uh, now that I have a million injuries, I can't imagine myself dropping Mangiapane. So I am going to, I am on team, let's hope that things go well. But yeah, I think that... When you're taking a risk on a player, there are kind of two things, like a stream-level guy. I think there are two things you're looking for. One is availability, playing a lot of games, and especially playing off-night games if you can find them. And then B, someone who shoots and can score. And uh, that's – Mangiapane ticks those two very rudimentary boxes. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. I, I'm looking at picking him up in a few spots for his volume. And just because, yeah, he, he's overcorrecting now um, in his, his cold shooting. And I think that he can regain that form uh, over the course of this nice chunk of games that he's got left. You know, eight games left over the next two fantasy uh, matches. So maybe worth taking a look. All right, Lewis, that is all that we have for tonight. Thank you so much for joining me and putting up for me, putting up with me rather, uh, as I go through Mega Tilt. I, I will try to recover by Thursday night. Thank you, folks, for listening and for joining us.
You know, everybody needs a fantasy shoulder to lean into every once in a while. So I'm happy to be there for you. And I hope that you will do the same. And I hope that we can do the same uh, for all of our listeners. If you need to reach out and share your fantasy pain or triumph, you can give us a follow at Short Shifts KK. We're quite responsive on Twitter. Uh, Brian and Elon, of course, can be found at Keeping Carlson. And Dave Benton of the Stream Scheme is at NHL Stream Scheme. Also recommend you follow at Game Day Lines, at Game Day Goalies, and at Game Day News for all of your breaking information. Uh, please visit the great sites where we research our episodes at Yahoo, Frozen Tools, Natural Statric, and Cupful.com. Our intro and outro music was created by Pat Roach, and until we see you next time, play smart and keep your shifts short.